0: Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now, here's your host, Steve Schultz.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Elijah Streams. Today's Friday, November 18th, 2022. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz today. I have a little bit of a different background. I'm here visiting family. And I'm so excited to be on with you today. And our guest is Kim Robinson. So she's going to be sharing amazing encounters she's been having with the Lord and also how certain things can affect our soul and how offense can get into our soul. So I believe there's going to be some powerful impartation, some powerful prayers today right before the holidays. So we're excited about that. Before we bring her on, we have one quick announcement. You guys know a brand new episode Of American Warriors is going to premiere today at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time, which is actually now. But don't leave until this is over, and then once this is over, head over to American Warriors. There is two places that you can follow that show. Um, One is on YouTube at American Warriors, and also on Rumble at American Warriors. So if you've not subscribed yet, please head over to that channel. Give them a big thumbs up, subscribe, hit the bell notification so that way you're aware whenever a brand new American Warriors comes out. If you have a minute, leave a quick prayer or comment um, for these amazing men who've given their lives for the freedom of our country. I know that that blesses them and Stephen Warren works so hard on this, so we want to bless them too and help grow their channel. Today's episode is about Stuart Steinberg. He worked with EOD, or Explosive Ordnance Disposal, and it's responsible for the detection of improvised explosive devices, bombs and mines, and how to disarm them, rendering them safe. Stuart Steinberg chose that job because it paid an extra 55 a month in Vietnam. (laughs) Well, who wouldn't choose that job if it paid an extra 55 a month in Vietnam? His life and men around him depend on what he did or didn't do. Later, Stewart took his knowledge and experience to Afghanistan to train others. He says if he was still younger, he'd definitely be in Ukraine.
2: The 184th Ordnance Battalion, they were out in this place called the Futon Valley. And I was there about 10 days when the airfield got hit. The VC drove a truck laden with explosives, crashed through one of the gates and then detonated itself in the middle of the airport. We're clearing the perimeter and I happened to, and I was looking out at the barbed wire and in the middle row, there's a grenade that's hung up on the barbed wire. The spoon didn't come off, so it hung up like this on this concertina wire. Got up to where the grenade was, grabbed it by the spoon, pulled it off, put the pin in.
0: Then it went in the the box in our Jeep of unexploded ordnance.
1: Thank you so much, Stuart, for your service to our country, and thank you for your courage. And I can tell you're just someone that a lot of people love to be around. Uh, I can't even imagine the the stories uh, that you have from all you saw. So God bless you, and thank you again for serving. All right, let's bring on my special today, Kim Robinson.
0: Hi, hey Kim. Hey
1: you look so festive today. We were saying before she was ex- she was expecting me to be in my normal background with the Christmas tree. she's like <laughs> I wanted to look all festive, but she still you look beautiful today. I'm Thank so you. To have you. Yeah,
2: I thought well, we're red. it' fit in with your tree, but uh, well, it's different now so
1: <laughs> fits in a little bit with the background. Yeah. So, yeah. How have you been lately? Have you been camping?
2: I have I love to go camping. It's uh, there's snow on the ground right now, so that might kind of detour me a little mm-hmm. bit, but i'm I'm still hoping to to get out at least one more time before I actually have
1: to winterize the camper. But you know, as you guys know, I love to go camping. Do you do that for Thanksgiving or do you kind of like cook at home and well, my
2: husband loves to cook. So some of you have, have bought his cookbook off my website. It's called Robinson's good old home cooking. It is not keto friendly. It is full of fried chicken, <laughs> mashed potatoes, homemade gravy, you know, and it's, it's Southern cooking and he loves to cook. So he is, um, our, our son is here and he also loves to cook. Aww. So I probably won't see the kitchen until maybe new year's. <laughs> so <laughs> they're talking Don't, about that's, You're not turkey. complaining. I am not complaining. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about smoking a turkey, at least one, maybe frying another one, you know, so uh, it's it's a lot of food. It is a lot of food for us, but that's what we're going to do.
1: Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a lot of stuff you're going to be sharing with us today, so I'm just going to let you kind of kick off into your encounters with the Lord and um just share what what he's given you to share with all of us to bless us. Okay. That sounds good.
2: Yeah, so uh this one of the so all these encounters that I'm sharing today is when I was camping, you know, kind of recently. And uh whenever I was camping, I saw I had this encounter with Jesus in heaven, which started in 1988, but this is a recent encounter. And I was just worshiping Jesus, and I had stepped over into heaven and Um, well, I asked the father, I said, what are you doing? What, you know, with all the stuff going on, what are you doing? And the father said, I am simply shaking out the rug. He said, I am shaking the dirt and the filth out of the rug. And he said, the fibers that are woven tightly together, they don't have to worry about the shaking because they are woven tightly together. He said, I am shaking it. And he says, sometimes the rug is so filthy, it has to go through the washing machine. And he said that still, even when the rug goes through the washing, which I kind of feel like that's coming. Right now, there's a shaking, but I feel like there's a washing that's coming. And he said that uh, even in the washing machine, (laughs) when you put the rug in, the fibers that are tightly woven together, they don't have to worry about the agitation. He said, because this rug is so filthy and it is so dirty. It has been hiding, but he says, it has to be clean. And he, he reminded me, he says, remember, the rug is under your feet. And i thought well that's really good so while this while this rug is being shaken and being cleaned you know we don't have to worry about because the rug is under our feet and just stay you know he said just stay bound with jesus let him wrap you stay wrapped in his presence stay close to jesus and you're not going to have to worry about it you know and i thought well, that's really good so i thought i'd share that with you a little bit of encouragement and then uh, while, I was, while I was worshiping him uh, at the camp or at the lake, because I usually go to the lake is where we go, is I saw had stepped over into heaven because he draws you. The Holy Spirit draws you to heaven. And so when that drawing comes, I step over. I've learned how to step over. You don't have to always go up. You don't have to fast for 30 days or 40 days or three days and quote all the scriptures. Just focus on Jesus and just step over and be with him. It's, he's made mm-hmm. it easy. And so when I saw Jesus, he was walking by and he had on this amazing robe and he had it like draped over his shoulder and he was walking in front of me and he turns to his left and he looks at me because that's where i was standing and Mm -hmm. he wanted to make sure that i saw him you know because you have your soul so you can like oh wow that's so amazing and and not engage in it and you can pull yourself back out so he wanted to make sure are you still here (laughs) you know and so i was watching him and this robe was incredible It had, um, it was long and it went all the way down to the ground. And it kind of, you know, and he was, he looked like authority. He looked like a king. It was incredible. And the edges of the robe, it looked like it was fur lined, even though it's not fur lined because in heaven, you don't hunt and kill the animals, (laughs) you know, but it looked, it looked like fur. It was just fluffy around the edges. And on this, on this kingly priestly robe that he was wearing was huge gemstones. And it was, they were like the size of oranges and they were made into the fabric. They weren't sewn in, they were made into the fabric. And so I was looking at the gemstones and they were yellow, yellowish orange, you know, amber gems and they were purple uh, amethyst stones and there was this, the bluish green emeralds and there were the dark red rubies. I love red. So, <laughs> so I, you know, so the red, I'm like, I love that. And then he had the big <laughs> diamonds and he had big um, uh, pearls on this robe and had the deepest blue sapphire gems all in this robe that was down on the ground. And I thought, that are is- there
1: any gems in the robe that? our colors that we don't have on the earth because i've heard quite a few people say like the colors are diff they're different they're not dull like you know that how they are here yeah there's every there's
2: no death in anything and so everything is brighter everything is just it's just bright and you don't realize that even the the roses on the earth there's a little in the springtime even the grass on the earth even though that's fresh and it's new, once you've been to heaven and you've seen the grass in heaven that has no death in it, has nothing brown in it, and you see the grass on the earth, you're like, you see brown, you know, and so the everything in the heaven is just there's no death, there's no brown. It's absolutely incredible. Mm. And so people always ask me, whenever I whenever I see Jesus, what did he look like? So I look from his robe to him because so I can answer this question. <laughs> you know? And uh, his face is like if you if you google the um, Akiana, the little girl that did the painting, she painted or drew Jesus. That's what he looks like. It's just a chiseled face. He's beautiful. He's got the it's just firm and strong, and he's just magnificent. And even though he was wearing this this robe, because when I first saw him, the first thing that popped into my mind, because when you're in heaven, you have a soul. So you remember things on the earth. So when I first saw him and I saw all these gems on his robe, I thought the Glen Campbell song, the rhinestone cowboy, you know, and I thought these are not gemstones and he is no cowboy, you know, but that was the first thing I thought of is, you know, because you remember things on the earth. And so when I looked at his face, his face is just magnificent. And he walks with authority. I mean, such a King, authority, you know, and it's just magnificent. And he's strong, even though he's wearing this robe with these gemstones. There is nothing feminine about him, you know. I mean, it's just all strength. And I was looking at his face, and you, I could see his arm. He like showed me his arm, which I thought was kind of odd because usually when I see his his arm, it's usually he for me he dresses like in bohemian style clothes. Which is like the has like a band and has a big bellowing sleeves, you know. And I don't know why, but that's how I a lot of times see him, or even in his pants, they're like the little cuffs on the bottom with the bellowing, you know, legs. Except when we go swimming. He doesn't wear that when we go swimming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um anyway, so I was he showed me his arm and I was looking at his skin and his skin is just beautiful and his hair is just chocolate brown, and it wasn't wispy, and it wasn't dried out, and it, you know, wasn't woolly. It was just beautiful waves of chocolate brown hair, and it was a little bit over his shoulder, and it was just glistened like he had had a hot oil treatment, and, you know, I thought, the beauticians will go, oh yeah, that's hard to do. That's hard on thick hair, you know, <laughs> but it was just beautiful and healthy. And it just, it was just wavy and it was amazing. And his face was just so smooth and shiny. And I've, I was looking at his arm and I was looking at his face and I'm like, you don't have any brown spots <laughs> on your face. You don't have any liver spots on your arm. You don't have any sun spots, you know, and I thought he has not had any chemical pills. He hasn't had any laser treatment. He doesn't use blemish cream. You know, he is perfect. He yes. is, he really is spotless. He really doesn't have wrinkles and it's amazing. He is amazing. And I was, so I, when I was looking at that, then I realized that's what this encounter was really about. You know, and so I was I asked him because that really stood out to me about how spotless he was. And so I asked him what causes us to have dark spots in us, not on us, but in us, because a lot of times when I pray for people, uh, I see dark spots in their soul. And if, or if it's sickness, I'll see dark spots, you know, in their, in their body, you know, on their liver in their heart or on their shoulder or something like that. But a lot of times Mm -hmm. I see dark spots in their soul. And so while I was camping, I was asking him, you know, what causes us to have dark spots? And he instantly said, offense, being offended causes darkness to enter your soul. And so I had to look up, okay, so what does exactly does offense mean? And it means unpleasantness to the senses. You know, you Mm. see something and that offends me. You hear something, well, that offends me. You smell something, well, that offends me. You taste something, well, that's offense. You know, you feel something, well, that's offensive. You know, and it's so it's unpleasantness to the senses and, and it's feeling attacked. And so while I was sitting there at the lake, I was talking to the Holy Spirit about this. And I said, so what, you know, what does that look like? And I'm in front of the lake and he says, offense. He says, when you're not, when you're unoffended, the spirit can flow in and out. It's just a free flowing river, you know? So like once, be, you know, once before, maybe this, you know, the spirit is able to flow out of you and you just, everything just flows so nice. And then a beaver comes along Cuts down a tree and it dams up your river, and he said the river mm-hmm. may still flow, but now it has to stop over the over the log. He said then another beaver comes up, cuts down another tree, and it dams up even more. He said the river may still flow, but now it's having to. It has these obstacles, and uh, he he said that a fence is the enemy shooting fiery darts at us. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us to receive them. So I asked him, you know, and and he said that um, the enemy is has this on TV all the time, you know, has this phrase because the devil wants us to be kind of desensitized to that phrase. Well, I'm a fan. And before you know it, people are you know, you get your French fries and they're cold. And you're like, well, that offends me because that is a phrase <laughs> that we're used to saying, hearing all the time. And so we partner. And He says that the devil wants us to partner with that phrase and to get it in us wow. because the scripture says uh, in Third John says, "I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers." So if the enemy can get us to receive these offenses in our soul, It affects our health. And so I asked him, because, you know, life and death or death and life is in the power of the tongue. So even jokingly, you know, people will say I am offended. And so I asked him, show me, show me what does that look like in just everyday life? And so for about the next week or so, he he started pointing out. And so I was at um, a church, you know, one time. And I was standing in the foyer talking to someone and a lady walks in the door and she's like, this music is so loud. I am so offended. Why don't they do something about that? And while she was saying that, I saw a spirit pull back an arrow and shoot it right at her. And it went right into her because she received, you know, the arrows can come, but you don't have to receive them. But she received it and it went right into her soul. And right after her, another lady walked in and she said, it is so cold in here. Don't they? Why won't they do anything about it? It is. I am just, you know, and I saw another spirit pull back an arrow and it was and it, they went right into wow. her And thought. And the Holy Spirit said, these two ladies haven't even made it through the foyer yet. <laughs> you know, they're walking into the sanctuary already offended and so i said okay well you know that's that's not good and then he I overheard a lady that was she was and she said with her mouth i am so offended that my family member is sick don't they know who they are they are blood but why aren't they quote the scriptures why you know and she was offended and she even said i am so offended that they are sick and so I, you know and that affects your health and then he said um and then he overheard it was just like this you know for like a week it was like i could hear people that i had never noticed before the words that they said and then he just kind of amplified this offense the spirit
0: of offense thanks for listening the elijah streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner go to elijahstreamscom slash give and i overheard
2: a mother was she was talking about um fixing lunch for her child. And she was, she was telling about how she was so tired, but yet I I don't remember the child's name, Billy or something, you know, he wouldn't eat a sandwich if it had crust. So she was standing there and she said, and I, I cut the crust off of the sandwich and I cut it into little wedges just so Billy would eat the sandwich. And I give it to him and he's like, I'm not going to eat that. And she said, and the Holy spirit said, she received that offense. It's a receiving the offense into your soul. Mm -hmm. And, and then he said, it's, he said that this offense partners with an orphan spirit because an orphan says, nobody cares about me. Nobody sees me. Nobody cares about me. Nobody cares. And he said that you're not an orphan. He wants to remind yeah. people, you are not an orphan. Jesus sees you. You are his child. He knows how much work, how much effort you have put into cutting the crust off that sandwich. He knows he sees that when you walk into the church and the music is loud, that you don't like that. He knows that you are not an orphan. And he just wants to, he wants people to be quick to not receive those fiery darts. And um, he he was going, you know, he was, he just wanted people to realize that you are not an orphan. And to release, you know, he showed me that at the end of the day, you could go to bed looking like a Dalmatian puppy, (laughs) you know, with all these spots on your soul. And I saw a pastor's wife at a denominational church and she had all these pins. It was like all these fiery darts all the way down to her feet, down her legs, all the way down to her feet. And the Holy Spirit, it was just like all of a sudden I could see her. And he said that, She has had all these fiery darts and she is walking around with all these offenses and she doesn't even know it. And he wants us to be free from offenses. Let let the offenses go from your soul because they will affect your health. And so if I could pray real quick. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So father, I thank you, Lord, that you, uh, you show us these tricks that the enemy has for us. You show us these fiery darts. They are tricks of the enemy. And so I ask, Father, that you remove, we release every offense from our soul. We release all the offenses. We release all these fiery darts that the enemy has fired at us. We release them from our soul now. And I thank you, Father, we are not orphans, but we are a child of God. In Jesus' name, we receive your love. Amen. And so you need, actually, you need to do that every night. Sometimes you have to do that, especially with the holidays coming up. I thought this is a oh yeah a good time <laughs> for this message. Yes, yes. It It can be just a conversation. And if you're aware that it is, it is a fiery dart. It is a trick. It's just a trick that the enemy wants you to receive. So, you know, it's like, no, I recognize that trick, and I am not going to receive that offense. You know, you take your, right? You take your meal to the potluck or to the family dinner. You make your, you make your green bean casserole, and you're so proud of it, and nobody eats it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, go pastors, they go to everybody else's. Know that that is a dart that that has just been shot at you, and you have the choice to. I am not going to receive that dart. I am not. Yeah, going to that's it. so good. Nobody, nobody is eating my green bean casserole. I am not going to be offended. Because yeah, it's you, you hit
1: are. on something key, which is we have the choice. You have the every choice. day. We have the choice to what are we going to do when it comes at us? You know, how All do right. we respond?
2: Exactly. You know, and he was. Um, Jesus was telling me. He said, if they had any idea how much I love them, you know, you're not an orphan. You are his child. And he, the, the word that he keeps giving me or while he was, you know, he was just, he wants, he is lavishing his love on you right now and he wants he is lavishing his love on you and it's like lavishing is you know just an an overabundance an extreme and that's what he is he said i am loving you if you like it or not (laughs) you know and he he said that some people uh they're like a cat (laughs) he said they're like a cat you have when you have cats or kittens you love them and you reach down and you pet and you pet the you know you pet the little kitten and what do they do is they will turn and scratch and claw and <laughs> bite you you know and you're yes. like, I am going to love you anyway. <laughs> you know And he says that's the way he that's the way some of his children are is that you might scratch and claw and bite at Jesus. He says, but I am going to love you anyway. I am lavishing mm-hmm. you with my love. And he, he said that you can't love without giving, mm-hmm. you know, and he loves you and he is giving to you. He said, if you could imagine taking a child to a pet store to get a fluffy hamster, get one of those little long haired hamster things, you know, and the child goes to the pet store and they pick out the little fluffy hamster well, they're not happy with bringing the little hamster home in a cardboard box. No, they want the cage. They want the big cage. They want the big plastic cage, maybe with the tube and the little penthouse on the top. And then, you know, before you know it, you've got fluffy hamster with this nice cage with the with the tube and the penthouse at the top. And then he says, and it's not it's not long before your child wants you to go back to the pet store because they want to pour their love out on the hamster and they want to get another tube. And then they want the tube that goes around the bedroom and it goes up over the dresser. And then it has the ball that spins. And he said, it's because they love this hamster and they are pouring their love with your money out on this (laughs) hamster. (laughs) And he said, and he is the same way he is right now pouring his love out on you in the form of a mansion because he has designed for you a mansion in heaven because he loves you. He is pouring his love out and he is creating for you a mansion in heaven. It says in John 14 to in my father's house are many mansions and I am going to prepare a place for you. And you'd be amazed at the people's response when I tell them that Jesus is making a mansion for you because he loves you. And I've had I have actually had recently I had a lady when I told her that she said, oh, I I don't I don't want I don't want a mansion. I don't I don't want that. I don't want him wasting his money on me for a mansion. I just want I just want mm, a room. If I could just have a room with maybe electricity. If I could have a room with electricity and a recliner. Oh, that not even a nice recliner, just a recliner from like the flea market. If I could just, he could just a room with electricity and a recliner and maybe a coffee cup. You know, a coffee cup that doesn't have a broken handle. That would be not. I that would be good. I, I that would be good. And I'm like it's all I can do, <laughs> <laughs> it's out of his love that mm-hmm. he is pouring his love out on you. And he is right now creating you a mansion. And so some of the things that you get to do in your mansion is Because my mansion, when he showed me mine, it was empty. And so I asked Jesus, why is my mansion empty? And he says, some of the things that you get to do when you come here is you get to go shopping. You get to go shopping oh, wow. in heaven and fill up your mansion with your design, with your color scheme. If you want all red furniture, your spouse <laughs> can't stop you. <laughs> you know, so whatever you want, the color scheme that you want is your mansion. You get to pick it out. And he said that I don't go to the flea market. And pick out furniture, he says, you have the best quality things. You get to go shopping mm-hmm. in the best stores. And he said, it is the best quality. And he said, and it's mm-hmm. free. Everything that you get to put in your mansion is free because I have paid the price for everything. Mm-hmm. Everything you will ever need is free. And uh, so some of the things that he showed me that you can put in your mansion is one uh, a really neat thing is I think a lot of people have these on their patios right now. It's, uh, it's like a cast iron bottom. It has like a hook and the, the chair is kind of a C-shaped wicker, yeah. wicker mm-hmm. chair. Well, in heaven, this, it's the same kind of a shaped chair, except it's made out of gel. It's a gel filled oh, wow. chair that you can sit in and it just conforms to your body. It is incredible. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, the cool thing in heaven is this, this chair, this jail filled chair, you can pick it up and you can move it anywhere. You can hang it anywhere in your mansion. It doesn't have to have a chain. It doesn't have to have cast iron and a hook. It just hangs in the air anywhere you wanna put it. And I thought, well, that's really fun. So wow. you can put that in your mansion. And then he took me to an art gallery and in this art gallery that Jesus took me to, because I haven't been to a lot of art galleries in Arkansas. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and I haven't been to Chicago or New York. So so this art gallery that he showed me is um, I, being a photographer, I love pictures. I love real pictures. So we walk into this art gallery in heaven that you get to go to, whatever kind of art you like. And I saw on this wall, there was a nice framed picture and it had a waterfall and the water was falling. And he said, put your hand in it. So I put my hand in the picture and the water was still falling over my hand. And I thought that that, that's what I thought. I thought that is going to fill up that frame and it's going to flood the art gallery. And so I kind of looked in it, but it it just went into a a, like a, a pool down at the bottom of this waterfall and I thought that is really weird and he says watch this Mm -hmm. and we step into the picture we step into the picture and we were at the waterfall and we got to jump from the top of the waterfall we you can dive in heaven perfect form your toes are pointed your fingers are pointed you're not an arched back it's just perfect (laughs) formation And we dove into this amazing pool down below and the water in heaven, you can breathe under the water so you don't ever have to worry Mm -hmm. about, you know, what if I do a belly flop and I can't breathe, you know, it's, you know, you can breathe under the water. So we would swim around and then we'd get out, we'd go back to the top and you can jump and you can dive. And then we, one time we were down at the bottom and Jesus said, watch this. And he turns around to the waterfall and he starts climbing up the water. And I'm like, what? He wasn't climbing the rocks behind the waterfall. He was climbing the water. Wow. That's what I thought. I thought, Hmm, that's weird. How are
1: you doing that? How are
2: (laughs) you doing that? (laughs) Yeah. Because it's not ropes. It's not, you know, it's water. And so I thought, well, he did it. So that means me and I can do it. So I climbed right behind him up the water and I don't know how I did it, but you can, the water has substance. And I was climbing up the water fall to the top and we jumped and we did it again. So you got to play.
1: Well, he walked on water, so that's nothing.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and so we were, and so we were swimming and then we stepped out of that picture, and we were back in the art gallery, and I looked at us, and we were both dry, our hair was dry, and I thought, well, that's weird, and I looked back at the picture, and I said, I want that, and so he picks the picture up off the the wall, and we are instantly in my mansion, and he puts it on my wall in my mansion, and so whenever you come to heaven, I'm going to invite you over so you can see my waterfall picture. Yes,
1: (laughs) I love that.
2: Yeah. So anything that you want, he just wants to, he wants, because it's his love. He is lavishing his love Mm. out on you and anything that you want, any kind of art, any kind of gallery that you want to go to, if you like it, he will personally take it and put it in your mansion and it's free. It's free. It's not greedy. It's because he loves you. It's out of his love for you. And another thing that he showed me is uh, this bubble wrap room. And Jesus and I, we walked into this room and it's all made out of bubble wrap. Like <laughs> you like <FedEx. laughs> Yeah. It's like, you know, the, the, the kind that you pop and the floor. Folder- oh, wow. The floor is made of bubble wrap. The walls are made of bubble wrap. The ceiling is made of bubble wrap. And Jesus lays down and he starts rolling across the floor, popping these bubbles. And so I left, he's doing it. I'm going to do it. So I laid down beside him and we start popping the bubbles in this bubble wrap room. And then he rolls up to the side of the wall. And I'm like, Okay, so I began to roll up the side. In heaven, you can roll up the sides. And I was popping the bubbles up the size of this bubble wrap room. And you know what? I'm not on drugs and I'm
1: not crazy. <laughs> this is real.
2: <laughs> this is real. Well, I
1: can say my daughter would love that room because anytime mommy or daddy gets a package, she says right away, can I have the poppers? (laughs) Because she wants to put them on the ground and then she wants to stomp on them.
2: (laughs) And he knows that, you know, so he he has created this bubble wrap room for us because we love that. And it is so satisfying when you pop that last bubble, you know, (laughs) and so that's why he created, that's why we have bubble wrap on the earth. He had someone on the earth design poppers <laughs> or bubble wrap because he knows how much we love that. You know, it's not that he created the bubble wrap room in heaven because we love that on the earth. It's on the earth because we love that in heaven. Oh, and wow, so, cool. yeah, so that was really fun. And so that's on in your mansion. That can be in your mansion if that's, that's probably going to be in your daughter's mansion, <laughs> you know, sure. the, bu- the bubble wrap room. I'm sure of it. And then another time I was standing there um, and he showed me this, this lady's mansion and it had this amazing waterfall. I love waterfalls. So he shows me a lot of water stuff, but it had this amazing waterfall in her mansion. And it was, it wasn't huge, but it was large to be in a house. And down this waterfall was this little goldfish. And this goldfish was going whee as it was going down this waterfall. And I'm like, are you serious? And he, I said, you made a waterfall in this lady's mansion for her goldfish. And he was just so proud. He said, she loves her goldfish. And I love her. I'm like, that is incredible how much love he has for us and the things that he has designed for us in heaven because he loves us. And I was recently praying with a, with a young man. I, don't, I didn't know him, he didn't know me, but when I was praying with him, I saw that in heaven, Jesus was making him a music studio, and there was all these instruments in heaven in his studio, and Jesus said, because he can play just about any instrument, he can pick up any instrument and play it on the earth, so in heaven, he has his own music studio, and so I was telling him that, and he's like, wow, that's incredible, And then later on, I found out that he is right now going to college on a music scholarship because he can pick up any kind of instrument and play. See, I didn't know that. But Jesus wanted, you know, and so Jesus wanted to encourage him. This is what's in heaven. This is a gift I've given you, and it's out of his love for him. And I thought, wow, that's incredible. And there's a
1: lot of music in heaven, right, Kim?
2: Everything
1: singing always worship is always happening right and, and no matter where you are you're hearing some form of worship is that right you're here. absolutely which i i had kind of that
2: bothered me on the on the earth because there was always everywhere you go there's music i'm like does nobody listen to this peace and quiet <laughs> you know it's always <laughs> something you know you go to any park and there's music coming you know playing and until i started with these encounters in heaven and then i realized everything praises the grass praises the birds praise the leaves praise the rocks praise you know everything praises and so there is always praise in heaven and he and he said that's why there's music on the earth everywhere you go and i'm like okay now i can handle it <laughs> now I, I got it now so it was symbolic it's on the earth because that's the way it is in heaven
0: like what you're hearing help us continue to make Elijah streams and the elijah streams podcast possible head to elijahstreams.com give now back to the show and so this next encounter
2: is gonna uh, a lot of the men? You're gonna to have to bring all your men in because they're gonna love this next encounter that I had with Jesus in heaven. So whenever I was worshiping Jesus, we instantly we were we were in heaven, and when Jesus and I were standing like at the at the end of a warehouse, and at the end of this warehouse, as I was looking out across this warehouse, I noticed that it was a woodworking shop. And there was a man standing in the middle of this woodworking shop. I didn't know who he was and I was watching him and it was, it was like a carpenter shop and it was every kind of woodworking tool that you can imagine. It had sanders and it had circular saws and it had uh, miter saws and it had drills and it had everything and every kind of, Machinery, every kind of you know routers. I think I don't know if I ever said that. Everything it had. And everything.
1: Every man said, "Yeah,
2: Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jesus." And you know, it had tools that I didn't even know what they were, and so I asked you. I said, I, "You know, because I'm thinking," and He hears what you're thinking, so you don't always have to say stuff. And so Jesus knew that I was looking at some of those tools. I'm like, I don't know what those are, and He said, "Those tools have not been invented on the earth yet." I'm like but that was in this man's woodworking shop. And so when we're standing there and we're watching him and he's, he's sawing on something or, or sanding something or whatever. And I noticed there's no sawdust. And I was thinking, Hmm, there's no sawdust. It's really clean in here. How clean this is. And Jesus knew what I was thinking. And he said, there's no sawdust. Cause he knew that's what I was thinking. There's no sawdust. (laughs) And he, and I, then I said, but you know, kids like to play in sawdust. And then he pointed off over to the side and there was this nice little mountain of, of sawdust. It was just nice packed and it was clean and it was sitting off to the side. And he said, whenever his grandchildren come, they have their sawdust to play in. So that told me that his grandchildren aren't there yet. But when they get there, they get to come into his warehouse, into his uh, woodworking shop and play in the sawdust. And so I'm watching this man. And he's he's working on something and he needed another tool. So he stepped away from that machinery and he steps into the middle of like the, the aisle of this warehouse. And instantly a machine from the back of the warehouse comes up to him. Instantly. And he walks over to it and he sands or routers or whatever he does. And then whenever he's done, he picks up his piece of wood and that machine just vanishes. And then another machine from the back comes up and he cuts or does whatever he was doing. And he picks it up and that machine instantly vanishes and he goes back to his, you know, he lays down his wood. And I thought, wow, that's the way to do it right there. (laughs) you know, (laughs) (laughs) Because those machines are heavy. They're heavy. And yeah, you know, and by the time you pick it up and you go and you dust off everything and you find what you're needing, you know, you're kind of out of the mood. Yeah. But in heaven, they just instantly come to you. So you don't have to go look for it. And so the man was standing, was standing kind of in the aisle, kind of in the aisle, call it an aisle. And the one whole side of this man's warehouse, the whole wall was like TVs within TVs, there's like screens within screens, within screen, all the way down to the end. And oh I was God. looking to see what's what's on their TV, you know, and it was every kind of sports you could imagine. I'm like, really? <laughs> Everything. It had football. It had baseball. It had basketball. It had hockey. It had tennis. It had all these sports. And so I was, you know, I thought every man's going to love that. And then, it, you know, it had horse races. It had dog races, which I thought was kind of funny. And it had mm-hmm. airplane races. It had snow skiing contest, you know, where you jump snow ski jumping, you know, contest. Mm-hmm. It had water skiing. It had fishing. I mean, everything that every man ever flips through the channels to watch, you know, it was on this man's screen on his wall. And he walks mm-hmm. over to, the, and he's looking at at this wall, and there is a, a western that is playing, you know, cowboy western, mm-hmm.
1: and he's like <laughs> an old school. <laughs> the old school. Was, it, was it in color or was it in black and white? It was in color. <laughs> this was in color.
2: <laughs> I didn't think of that, but it was. It was in color. And so, with the, I was watching him, and he's looking at this, and he steps into the western. And he gets on the horse. And as soon as he steps into this Western, his clothes change. He has on a cowboy hat. He has on a gun holster. He has on the boots and the jeans. And he gets on his horse and he rides off. And it's dusty, you know, So and but it was green. And I'm like, that's weird. He didn't have to know the part. He didn't have to come to rehearsal. He just got to be in this Western. He just got on his horse and rode off. And so I'm standing there looking at that with Jesus, and I'm like, that's weird. (laughs) And Jesus is laughing, and you know, (laughs) because it is weird, you know. And then he rides back, he gets off his horse, he steps out of the picture back into the warehouse. And I'm like, what? And he's instantly back into his woodworking clothes. And Uh he goes to the end of his woodworking shop, and there's some big recliners with a movie screen at the end of the warehouse. And I thought, isn't that like the man's dream? You can have all these TV screens, but yet they got to have the recliners and the movie screen, you know? And so he sits down in this recliner and this movie screen is there. And all of a sudden food and drinks started popping up that he was eating and drinking. And Jesus said, there is no cussing and there is no arguing. (laughs) I was like, oh, wow. I guess this man need to know that. <laughs> so, all you guys, you get your recliners, but there is no cussing and there is no arguing. <laughs> and thank so goodness. That, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and then this man comes back and he is standing in the middle of this aisle, and he is looking around at all of this. He is looking at his woodworking shop. He is looking at the TV, he's looking at the screens, he's looking at all this stuff. And he raises his hands and I'll probably start crying and he just starts. He just starts crying. He just starts weeping. He says, Jesus, I had no idea that you loved me that much. He said, when I was on the earth, I had no idea that you were lavishing your love on me. And he had, Jesus was kind of at his back, and Jesus is weeping with tears because now he knows. Now he understands the love of Jesus, and Jesus was loving him this whole time, even though, and I kind of got the impression that that this man, uh, he watched a lot of TV, <laughs> he watched a lot of sports, he watched a lot of movies. Maybe he didn't spend a lot of time with Jesus, but that does not stop Jesus, from pouring his love on you. He was loving him. He was designing his mansion, even though this man wasn't doing a lot for him. And uh, it was just, he finally understood. Once he stepped over into heaven, he was just like, he finally understands. And so I, I just, you know, and so he was standing there and on this other wall is a, it's a, it's a portal, which is something you can step into another, like a dimension, another room. That's what all these TVs were. But on this other wall, it was a the whole wall was he could see into the throne room at any time. Mm-hmm. And so wow. he stepped over into the throne room and he laid down on the throne room floor, and we were watching him, and he just began crying and he was just worshiping God for what. Jesus has done, for what God has done, for the love that Jesus has poured out. He had no idea. And so our loved ones, they may have no idea of the love that Jesus is pouring out. But it's okay because once they step over, they're going to see how his love has been poured out. They're going to see the mansion. You know, you may be wanting a little, you know, just a little room with some electricity and a coffee cup that's not broken, but Jesus is pouring his love out on you. And it's going to, it's so much more. It's because he loves. You can't stop someone giving when they love. And as we were standing there, then it was like all these little screens started flashing in front of me. And it, this warehouse wasn't, he didn't do this just for men. He showed me that there is a woman. She also loves woodworking, but then she also loves plants. She loves life. And so he, he showed me her woodworking shop, which looks a little bit different because hers is covered in plants. I didn't see any TV screens. Hers was covered in plants. He said, because she loves life. She loves creating and she loves life. And I thought that was fun. And uh, so that's for somebody. And then he showed me that there are families on the earth that they have a family business of, you know, like a furniture family business. And he showed me in heaven that they still get to have their family business in heaven and they get to create as a family this furniture, you know, and the the neat thing is that all this furniture you, we will get from them. We can go to their their shop you know, and get it for free. And so Jesus said, don't, he says, be quick not to receive offense, but receive his love. And he said, there are some people that they have like a glass dome over them. And even Mm -hmm. though he is lavishing them with love, they won't receive it.
1: That's a huge
2: key. That is a huge key. You know, so like even this lady that was happy with the one room, he said, I want them to break that glass dome and receive the love. Because he said, you can't stop me. You can't stop me from loving you, but you cannot receive it. But he right. still can love uh, yeah. you, but you cannot receive it. So if I can yes. pray for that, kind of real quick. Yes, please. Break our glass domes. <laughs> yes. Father, I just ask, we come to you right now and we reach up by faith. And I want you just to reach up by faith and break this glass dome, break this protective wall that you have used, break down this wall that you have put between you and the father, kick this wall down and receive the love. Yes. Be quick to not receive offenses because offenses causes these walls, break down these walls and receive the love that Jesus is pouring out on you because you can't stop him (laughs) from loving you. But you can receive this love. So throughout the day, just keep saying to yourself, I receive You're lavishing love. I receive your love on me because you're going to love me anyway. So (laughs) I receive your love into me now
1: in the name of Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I think he's wanting to break the poverty spirit off of his children of a poverty mentality where I can't have anything at all. And I can't even there are some people who have, even when they receive something, they feel so guilty for receiving it that they instantly say, Well, I need to give it away, or it's not for me. Or, you know, like when when people come and want to try to bless you and you're like, No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever someone tries to come and bless you and you say no what you're doing is actually blocking the blessing from the person who's giving Try because the Lord laid it on their heart to give to you or to help you or whatever it is in any way. It could be someone coming to mow your lawn or it could be a thousand dollar check for Christmas. But if you're saying no, 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 please. No, you're blocking the blessing that the Lord wants to give through the person giving to you. So what Kim's talking about with having a heart that's open to receive when you receive you're doing it for the lord just like when you give you do it for the lord right. everything is unto his glory that's right
2: you know and when you love someone you want to give you want to give
1: yes you know so true. and it's
2: it's his love it's out of his love that he that he wants to give to you and um he you know he knows what you're going through he know, you want me to pray for that, break that poverty spirit? Or do you want to pray? Yeah, what, yeah would you pray? Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for bringing to our attention that sometimes we might partner with this poverty spirit. And that is not from you. So I just break this poverty mentality off of us now. We are the children of God. We are not orphans you know us you love us you see us we receive your love we receive your lavish love and we break this poverty spirit off of us now and we open ourselves up to receive from you we open ourselves up to receive blessings from people love from people and not only that but out of out of a new mentality we give because we are no longer in a poverty mindset, but we want to give because you are in us and you love and you want to give. So I thank you, Father. Just uh, just a new mentality this whole Thanksgiving season is that we are quick to receive your love. Yes,
1: Lord.
2: In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Is there any any I know you have so you have so many things, Kim, <laughs> that you you wrote down and you and you shared with us. Did you get to all of them? I didn't get to um the last
2: one because that's well what I mean. You want to do it? It's up to you.
1: Yeah, go you ahead. got the timer. <laughs> okay. No, you go don't, don't worry about that. Go ahead.
2: Okay, so uh whenever I was Whenever I was 15, I'll do the short version of it. Whenever I was 15, I committed suicide because Mm -hmm. I had I was so in love with with this guy and he was my God. He was my everything. I worshipped him. I worshipped him. He was my God. And uh, after years of dating and things, I had received so we were we were fighting and i was just absolutely heartbroken and the talking about the fiery darts so the devil had shot an arrow at me that i received and the devil told me he said why don't you kill yourself wow. why don't and he used the scripture greater love has no man than when he lays down his life for his friend And so the devil shot that at me and I received that into my soul. And I thought, yeah. And the devil was talking to me and he says, why don't you die for him and show him how much you love him? Because the little blonde that's flirting with him that he is enjoying, she wouldn't die for him, but you would. You would die for him because you're strong and she's not and you love him more and she doesn't. And I thought, yeah, that's true. I love him so much more than she does. And yeah, I am willing to die for him and she wouldn't. And so that's how the fiery darts get in. So I received that because, and I knew not, I didn't know not to, you know? And so the, the short version is, is I, um, about 11 o'clock in the morning, in the afternoon, you know, my mom had left and gone to town and I thought, I am going to overdose and prove my love for him. And so I OD'd and I called him on the phone and told him what I had just done and told him it was because I love you. And you know, my great love for you. I was thinking if I died for him, then he would know how much I loved him, that I am willing to die for him and how much more my love is for him than than the cute little blonde. But then there's a problem with that. (laughs) <laughs> you know, there's a there's a problem if you think about, you know, what after, but I didn't think about that. I didn't think about, okay, he might say, oh, she must really love me, but she's dead, so I can't do anything about that. You know, I didn't think through this process. And so I had him on the phone and I had just, you know, overdosed and um, I, you know, and I began feeling really funny. And so I, you know, I told, so I hung up, took the phone off the hook because it was a landline. And I was, you know, I was feeling really funny and I thought, well, I don't want to fall down and hurt myself. I just want to die. So I went and laid down on the bed. This is for real. (laughs) So I went and laid down on the bed, you know, so I, I wouldn't hurt myself. And so I was laying there and I felt my spirit come out of my body, go up to the ceiling, turn around and look at me. And I thought that's weird. I am looking at myself laying here on the bed. And that was the first time I ever realized I had a spirit. Nobody ever told me I had a spirit. And so my spirit looks at me and then it it goes, it goes up really fast. And then all of a sudden I am standing somewhere in a white, it's just all white. There's no color. It was just white. It was like standing in a cloud and above. In front of me, up high, is a man standing behind a podium. He has white hair, white beard, and he has this big book in front of him. And he is—he looks over this podium down at me, and he puts his hand in the this book and he flops it open. And I'm standing there, and I have my soul. I can remember. I didn't know I had a soul, but I'm standing there and I'm remembering. Well, in the not. The denominational church I was raised in, they said, if you say this prayer, if you say this prayer, your name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Say this prayer. Say so Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, I would repeat the prayer, you know, because I won my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And so when he opened the book, the first thing I thought was, oh, that must be the Lamb's Book of Life that I heard about. And so he starts running his finger down the page, and I'm watching him, and then he runs it down the other page. And I'm like, and then he flips the page over and he runs it down the other page. And I'm like, why can't this he find This is not good. <laughs> Something's wrong. And I'm like, why can't he find my name? I have said that prayer many times. Why can't he find my name? And then all of a sudden, beside me, this little, this black hole starts opening up to the left side of me. And it starts opening and he glare, he looks over the podium down at me. and He just glares at me. And I thought, that's not a very nice look. Somebody up here needs to tell him that's not nice. (laughs) You know, I'm 15. I'm just like, be nice to me. And all of a sudden, you know, and this black hole is opening and I can hear this screaming, screaming like you have never heard coming out of this black hole. And I've, watch some horror movies and they cannot portray, they cannot imitate the screaming. Uh, you know, they can't do it. You just can't, you can't fake it. And I heard, and I knew that this was hell. And I thought, And then all of a sudden, I'm starting. It is at. It's getting bigger and it's getting bigger. And I'm starting to lean into this hole. It is like a magnet pulling me into this hole, and I can't do anything about it. And I'm just like groping for something. I'm looking around. The boyfriend I had committed suicide for, he's not there. All the pastors that told me if you just say this prayer, you will go to heaven. I wasn't going to heaven. I was going to hell. Where are they? They weren't around. There wasn't a tree. There wasn't a podium. There was nothing to hang on to. There was. Nothing stopping me from falling into hell, and I'm like, "What? Why am I going to hell?" I've said the, pr-. and it kept getting bigger, and the screaming— was, you know, you could just hear all wow. these people screaming, like you cannot imagine.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
2: am leaning over on my foot, and I'm like, "I don't understand." And then all of a sudden, I heard this big booming voice. That wasn't the guy in the podium. It was big booming voice, and he said, "Kim." And I thought, he knows my name. This guy didn't know my name, but he knows my name, <laughs> you know. And he says, Kim, are you ready to die? And I thought, because I'm 15, high school, you got all these trick questions, you know, on tests. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought, because I had my soul, and I thought, why did he say, Kim, are you ready to die? Shouldn't he be saying, Kim, are you ready to live forever in heaven with Jesus? Because I said the prayer. I said, Why am I going to hell? And I was just like way over, you know, at this point, about as far as you could possibly, I couldn't lean any further. And I Mm -hmm. said, No. And all of a sudden, the hole closed up and I stood up straight and I thought, I didn't get a lot of answers right in school, but I got that one right, (laughs) you know, and I was instantly standing up straight. And then this big, booming voice is then, what do you want? And I said, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. He said, all right, then. And I fell back out of wherever I was and I started falling back and there was an angel beside me and we started falling back towards the earth and I saw the trees above my house and I thought I am going to get stuck like a pin cushion but the trees went right through me then I saw the roof of my house I thought I'm going to bounce like a ball but I went right through the roof and went right back into my body and I woke up and I'm laying there and I woke up and I'm like whoa what just happened first thing I thought is something is wrong with the teaching that I've been hearing because I have said that prayer many times but I was going to hell something is wrong with that teaching and then I looked over at the window and it was dark and I could smell fried chicken so I knew that it was later in the day and my mom was home fixing fried chicken so I thought I don't I don't know. So I got up out of bed and I went into the kitchen and my mom's standing there frying chicken. And she looks over at me and she went, oh, you are alive. I went in and checked on you and you didn't look like you were breathing. I thought you were dead. <laughs> she turns the chicken leg, you know, and I thought, well, I take naps. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there was no blood or a gun or anything like that. So she probably thought I was asleep. But right. She didn't know I was laying there since 11 o'clock. You know, and I, wow. I, I didn't, you know, I felt too terrible to, and I didn't know what had happened. I didn't know what was going on to even explain to her what had just happened. But later on, that was 15. So when I was 26, I went to a Franklin Graham crusade and Franklin Graham is Billy Graham's son. So I went to a Franklin Graham crusade up in the football bleachers. And he said, he said, and it was just incredible. He said, saying the prayer with your head will not save you. And I thought that is the truth. That is the first time I ever heard that. And he repeated, he says, saying the prayer with your head does not save you. He says, confessing Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life with your heart. He says, you say it with your heart, not with your head. He said, if you say and accept Jesus with your heart, you will be born again. And I made a beeline down those bleachers and I asked Jesus with my heart. I didn't care who saw me. And I prayed with Pray. my heart, not with my head. Jesus, I make you the Lord of, of my life. And from that point on, I didn't care who liked it. Or what he was the Lord of my life, not the boyfriend, you know, it was I have been totally different since then. Because when you make him the Lord of your life, not just with your head, you're different. I mean, you change from the inside, you change from the heart, not from the head. Yes,
1: yes. Oh, that's so beautiful, Kim. And many people watching, I mean, even right now are thinking, oh my gosh, have I just only said it with my head? So would you lead people through the salvation prayer so they have the opportunity? Because people don't know, well, what do I say or what do I pray? So can you lead us through the prayer for salvation? So for those who want to dedicate their heart, their whole heart and make him Lord over their life, have the opportunity to do that today.
2: Absolutely. So if you'll close your eyes, I just want you to say, Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. I thank you. I I ask that you forgive me of all of my sins, of everything I have ever done up to this very second. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life and Savior. You are my Lord. And you are my Savior. I confess you as Lord, and I confess you as Savior of my soul. I ask that you fill me with your Holy Spirit right now. Help me to live for you for the rest of my life. And thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. You are the Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time and you know that, you know, this was this. I said this with my heart. I mean this with everything I am. Please send us your testimony because that is just going to so bless us. And when you share your testimony with others, like Kim said, when when Jesus fills you, you cannot control it or contain it. It's like you have to share that. God save me. (laughs) And welcome to the kingdom. You're our brother. You're our sister. Welcome to the kingdom. You won't have to deal with the (laughs) darkness that will pull your soul down and flames and agony of screams that are, she said, Mm -hmm. even she can't even explain them. It's so horrible. So thank you, Jesus, for saying what I mean about the cross is just, it's mind blowing and incredible and Jesus, we're so thankful this Thanksgiving. We're so thankful, Lord, that you made a way that we could come and be with you forever. Lord, we thank you for Kim, that she shares these encounters with us, God, and we can get to know your deep, deep love for us, God. We bless her and her family in Jesus' name. And Kim, how can people find out um, where to buy your books, your husband's cookbook. All, all. <laughs> so, with Thanksgiving coming,
2: so my husband's cookbook is on my website. My website is Heaven is Fun. And you can get an autographed cookbook from him if you go on there. If you order any of the books from my website, I actually sign those before I send those out. And then there's uh, the manual, How to Access Jesus in the Heavenly Realm, that teaches you how to do this. Heaven is Real and Fun is there. The Children's Coloring Book, which is great for Christmas. Jesus is Real and Fun. That's what it's called. But then you can also follow me on Truth Social. I am on Truth Social. Where am I at? At Kim Robinson, Heaven is Fun. Or Rumble, Heaven is Fun. And Facebook, Heaven is Fun. Real and fun, you know. But my website is <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's too long, so I shorten it to heaven is fun. But my website is heavenisfun.com, you know. So,
1: well, and thank YouTube you Kim channel, so much. Yeah. Oh, go ahead.
2: Ahead. And my YouTube channel, that if you go to my website, you click on that, and it has a lot of teaching on there. So, you know, I'm going to be probably posting more things because um, they don't delete me <laughs> so. <laughs> i'm sorry
1: <laughs> i know we're, we're praying they don't <laughs> well kim thank you so much for being on with us today we love you so much you guys have an awesome friday have an incredible weekend um, steve will be back on monday with robin bullock and we will see you guys then love you so much god bless
0: This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams Podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at eleven AM Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.